Greetings, listeners. You're listening to the Afterthought section of Well, That Fucked Me Up with your hosts, Luke Colson and Kyle Wise. Kyle, firstly, um, I like the way you say, well, that fucked me up, because that's how I say it. I quite like that, because it's kind of like, yeah, oh, that really fucked me up, didn't it? Secondly, you're in a car park on your phone, which is why you're, you sound like you're dialing in, but it's not too bad, actually your reception so and then the yep. first time you introed this which i might have left in i can't remember is <laughs> when he said greetings listener <laughs> in the, in the singular tense which yeah. i actually we do we've actually got thousands of listeners now not just the one but um <laughs> you've come a, we've come a long way yeah we have <sighs> so this is the afterthought section our previous episode was sudabay's story and if you haven't listened to that episode, you're in the wrong place because we're talking about that. And if you haven't listened to it, you're not going to know what the fuck we're going on about. Is that right, Kyle? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so she, um, I was going to, is she our first refugee? I feel like she's our first fleeing Iranian refugee that we've had on the show. Yeah. And, um, you know, my mum was born in Egypt and she fled um, Egypt due to um, unrest and ended up in England. Um, but in Sudabe's case... She was an activist in Iran in the 70s and 80s. She was, um, you know, they got themselves into a real pickle and she ended up actually getting arrested and beaten to within, a, in, within an inch of her life, which is horrendous by their then regime. Lots and lots of kind of uh, oppression, so she says, right? And yeah. then she had all this terrible luck with her then boyfriend, husband and children. And he left, he was wanted. So he had to get the fuck out of there and fled to America. She was a few years behind him, as I understand it. Right. And by the time she got there, finally to America, he didn't want to know. He didn't want to have anything to do with her or the kids. So just how's that for a starter? Yeah, fuck. I mean, so I did some research and maybe our listeners are pretty smart because they are listening to our podcast. <laughs> but in case you didn't know, Iran was in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. like just like the United States. They could wear like bikinis, they mm-hmm. had McDonald's, it was very westernized. Totally. And it was, um, yeah, it was at the well, Ayatollah. Well, well, dude, my, um, yes, exactly. Well, my mom, when she fled, Egypt went to Libya, right? That's now Colonel Gaddafi world, uh, or was for decades after that. But she remembers Tripoli, and Libya is one of the most amazing cosmopolitan places she's ever grown up in with, like, you know, hanging out on the beach and, like, sports cars with the rooftop down, everyone smoking cigarettes and looking cool. The photographs that I have from her as, like, a teenager are just absolutely amazing. Yeah. So... The thing is, and I, I think we hear this a lot, is that that it's almost like that um, the dream of America, right? It's like from yeah. afar, it's the chosen land. It's like the gold. I was about to say the golden arches. That's McDonald's, isn't it? That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and yeah. of course, it's never like that. Especially if, if refugees have come over illegally, you get sort of given a number, and you're allowed to roam the streets for a year until your paperwork gets sorted out. And yeah. You, and I think in her case, she said she was so alone. She didn't speak the language. And her rejected. husband... Rejected. Her, rejected. Her husband had fucked off. The kids yeah. were young. And she's 30. She didn't have any qualifications in the US. She didn't have a, a, any rhyme or reason to, to make it. And she tried to kill herself. 
And she talks about a neighbour who, or literally, again, like at the end of her tether, her neighbour, what neighbour came up to her, and the fact that this neighbour came up to her and said hello, and started talking to her and giving her some help and advice. Oh, I was a nurse back in Iran. Well, you can be a nurse here, you know, let's get you sorted. Here's some courses. Here's some language courses. Isn't that amazing? I mean, uh, I don't know who that one human person is, but and that one person probably has no idea they literally saved that Suda Bay's life. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you never know. Like, maybe just being a decent, kind human to another person, regardless of what you know is going on. A lot. A lot of people, Kyle, as we know, who are suicidal, feel meaningless, feel unseen, feel like yeah. a splodge on the bottom of someone's shoe, you know? And to have someone say, to have someone notice you, for one, and then someone offer help and kindness towards you can just really be the turning point. So remember that, listeners. We talk about kindness and compassion the whole time. Don't be assholes to one another. Life is far <laughs> too fucking short. Quite did frankly. Jesus say that? Yes, he no, did, sure. yes. Yeah, exactly. Genesis 3, chapter, I don't know what. Yeah, <laughs> don't be assholes to each other. So anyway, she um, she got over that. She got through that. And she. what's amazing about that, and of course we always talk about this on our podcast, it's all about the turnaround, where it's all about the light at the end of the tunnel. Can I say your line, Kyle? It's all about the triumph. Yeah the triumph over trauma and basically the she said the first 30 years of her life was hell it's like hell on earth you know like trying to rise up against this oppression not being able to get out and then realizing that you're you're going to get killed for what you believe in and then coming over to america which was basically shit (laughs) (laughs) and that is uh should be on the postcard america it's basically shit We, we should make t-shirts. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, what I love about her now is her advice at the end of the podcast. She's just like, never give up. You know, there is something for everyone. There is hope for everybody. And we've had so many people end their stories with that. Like, I was at the bottom of the barrel. I was going to kill myself. Something happened. Yeah. There was a glimmer. I could never imagine my life being okay. I could never imagine being happy. And yet we have these people wanting to come on the show to tell people their story in the hope that it will help some people, right? Yeah. That's what it's all about, dude. And what's quite nice is people say thank you to us. I mean, all we're doing is giving people a platform, but we're interviewing people every week and they're like, thank you so much for doing this. And like, wait, I mean, we're not doing anything really. We're just letting people tell their awesome stories. Well, it's, it's, yeah, man, like the more I find out about these people's lives and who we interview and stuff like that. I mean, do you remember when we first started hanging out and I was like sending you houses, like $26 million houses mm-hmm. and being like, yeah, this is my life. It's going to be my life one day. Yeah. And now, man, I just want to be happy. Yeah. And well, that, want, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't get you happiness, does it? No. It just doesn't. And I think, like, what well, I've downscaled. I talk about this whole time. I've downsized my life, and I love it. It's just wonderful, you know? Everything yeah. is where it needs to be, and then it's just about releasing control of stuff that you can't control. And it's just about relinquishing, like, stress and anxiety, which is fucking impossible, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's all very well to sit here and say, you know, I, you know, I've got it covered. I haven't. I spent the last two weeks in, like, an anxiety hole. Uh, which I nearly didn't get out of. I was so, so stressed. I really needed to, you know, just let off some steam. It was horrible. And um, I don't think anyone is um, 
I don't think anyone is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I think everyone will always have that, you know, no matter what everyone says, but there's just a, sometimes you can be more prepared for it and sometimes you can have the tools for it, you know, to get yeah. out of it, to know it's going to pass, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, I gotta tell you, man, everyone except this guy named Mel. Who's you want me to elaborate? Who's Mel? So I swear to God, I was walking around in Glendale this years ago. Mm. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, bro, hmm. Mel, what's going on? I'm like, my name's not Mel, man. My name's <laughs> Kyle. He's like, no, bro. Like, you, you, like, come on, really? So I show him my ID. Uh-huh. He's like, I swear, you have a doppelganger. Hmm. I shit you not. A year later, mm-hmm. I'm at a bar. Mm-hmm. This is pre-sobriety. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes up to me this different guy mm. he's like what the fuck Mel where have you been <laughs> and I'm like this is weird oh like, my god and so I started talking I was like well, what is this guy he's like bro he's the most laid back chilled person sometimes he goes sometimes he comes he just like yeah, yeah. so we have to find a Mel wait you never, found, you never found Mel no but you're the doppelganger for Mel you also have to find your own Mel yeah. Everyone who's listening, we all need to find our Mel. <laughs> uh, and with that, <laughs> we shall leave you to ponder our words of wisdom this week, which we've been very thorough with our words of wisdom this week. Well, Kyle, it's lovely to talk to you as always. Look forward to the I next love you, one. Man. Love you too, bro. Love you too.